0: Hey, everyone. Thanks again for listening to this next episode in the Basketball Connections podcast. Basketball Connections is an international organization that was founded by FIBA expert and NBA scout Coach Terry Layton. Basketball Connections is a great way for coaches and players to connect all across the globe, and we're excited about these next episodes to come. Coach Layton has got some great lessons in basketball that will help you improve as a coach, and so I'm going to hand it over to Coach Terry Layton, and we're going to get started. Thanks again for listening, Coach Layton.
1: We want to welcome you to our, our basketball connection podcast. Last week we we interviewed Chuck Arnold. And this week we're going to introduce Robert Dip. And Allison. How you doing, Dip? I'm doing great, Coach. Good to hear you. Well, Dip was one of my former players, but ran a tremendous program. Uh, in, in England, in Coventry. And what we want from you today is to share about the insights of coaching in Europe and UK, and now coming back to the last 10 years. Now, I need to tell everybody that Dips are a real basketball family. They have brothers that played in the NBA, college players. He has sons that played in college, daughters son in high school, so
2: uh, they know basketball. What can you share with us today, Deb? Well, what, one of the things I've noticed uh, living overseas in England for 25 years and traveling to 41 different countries in my career and then being back in the U.S. the last 10 years, uh, one of the things that we, we take for granted overseas is access to facilities. Um, and so the focal point is different types of athletes, uh, tend to work on more fundamentals overseas. And so, um, they don't, they're more position less, you know, they're, they're trying to get to a level of what, what are your skill sets? you know, ball handling, passing, dribbling, shooting and, and ball movement. It seems to be the name of the game, uh, from my experience of watching. The fundamental aspects and developing that, um, and and then one of the, one of the things I've noticed coming back here to the U.S. and the areas that I've been in is that uh, the gyms are available, but they work on uh, other aspects of the game: driving penetration, driving penetration. There's a lot of dribble drive action that I noticed. Um, yeah, you know, from from being back, uh, unless less structure for some teams you know depends on the area you live in so I'm not saying uh, in the the metropolitan cities but the cities and towns that I've been in since I've been back and so that's one of the things i noticed you know the fundamental development grassroots yet you have to teach it because it because you have limited time and then over here uh, there's more open gym space more availability but probably just a little bit less teaching of the basic fundamentals uh, that are drilled into you. They're not I'm not saying they're not coaches, they are coaches, but they seem to drill it in you
0: overseas. When I first got into Malaysia, um, there was there was no individual skill development and basically these players would just pick up what they thought they knew or saw about basketball and then um they would get together with coaches and play tournaments and that was that was the extent of the training, and, um, and so that's something that that uh, we worked on bringing over there is, is to focus on more fundamental, a foundation, a program from the, from the young ages all the way up until the adult.
2: Well, well the, from my experience, uh, yeah, Coach, you were, you were asking that point about uh, fundamentals. They, they focused more on the, the greater the country of basketball that I was in the more focused on fundamentals they did. So, so when I went to Western Europe, they played a different style, trying to copy more of the American style. But then when I went to Eastern Europe, they focused more on the, the Eastern Bloc countries fundamentals because they were very tall, lean, but they all can shoot the ball. They can all shoot, and they all can pass, and they, and, and dribbling and ball handling skills were higher because they focus on they took the athletic ability and saying, how can I make a basketball player out of this frame versus how can I take this frame and, and, and utilize it to, to be like America basketball? And there's two different things, you know, uh and I always call it the transcultural player that that learned his basketball in the States and now he's trying to incorporate that overseas and it's a different style. It's a different style of basketball. Uh, because you're different types of athletes, different sizes, uh, different physical specimens. Um, so y- you were forced in Europe, from my experience, to be fundamentally the sound.
0: My experience, I've had a, a great opportunity to work with um, one of the three-on-three three national coaches for Slovenia. And uh, him and I have had a lot of conversations. And, and that it reinforces exactly what you just said about Eastern European basketball, is they... They have these really big guys, but yet they're very, very fundamentally sound. Um, from everywhere, from ball handling to passing to basketball, IQ is really high.
2: Yes, that's it. And so, so the, the time in the gym was you know heavily invested, in and in, in getting the right ABCs of basketball down. Whereas sometimes in America we're spoiled uh, that we have access to the gym and that how much. Discipline. do we focus on that? You Because kids rebel (laughs) against it. Hey, won't you just let it roll out the ball and let's go up and down? Uh, And and they really don't learn how to play great Mm. five-on-five because it's just a lot of organized rat ball for some programs. Not all of them, some programs, but the ones who teach and discipline their children uh, at a younger age have more successful programs and and that's hard to find that You know, but it's it's becoming more and more because Americans are now taking blueprints from their experiences with Olympic teams, Olympic competition, and saying, hey, you know, these international players are coming in now making impact in college, now making impact in the pros, because they teach things differently. And so that's why they're able to have some success. Um, But still, the game is set up at the pro level in the NBA for athletic competition. College is probably more conducive to the type of European player coming over and fitting in because it's a different style than the NBA. Mm-hmm. NBA is man-to-man. You have to guard a certain way.
1: Fran Franchilla, and he's the, one of the lead announcers on the draft. And I said, Fran, every time you talked about a top draft choice from Europe, you said fundamental. Every time you talked about a top draft choice from the United States, you said athletic about
2: the training fundamentals. Well, I, I, I think uh, uh, it's not across the board 100%, but uh, there's a different type of hunger. Uh, there's a different type of hunger for international kids because they have the lack of opportunity. Mm-hmm. And and so their hunger is far greater at times because they want to achieve. They want to come to the land flowing with milk and honey in their opinion. And that's the U.S. You know, not all of them, but a lot of them, because they think that's where it happens, because of the worldwide exposure of the game. Um, But, and then at times, we in the States are spoiled because we have multiple choices. Multiple choices of sport, uh, opportunities, training, you know, uh, shooting guns, you know, uh, and and shooting machines, I mean, um, individual fundamental Coaches, you always have more chances to to play the game. And so I think, you know, hunger versus opportunity, opportunity versus desire, uh, desire versus commitment, you know, all those things you got to weigh up. And and when you experience and live in other cultures, you you see the differences um, when you bring a kid in that really wants to be a student of the game and to be taught. You notice that a lot more
0: dip hit that spot on and uh, i see that every day with with our own basketball players is a lot of those kids take it for granted as far as how good they they have it and like it, almost to the point where if they if you're anywhere decent they they feel like a, a college scholarship is owed to them not not that they have to earn it and i also think with with the international players not only are they a lot, lot more hungry? But I think the ones that stand out, that do have a little bit of ability, get a lot more attention because there's not, there's not that many um, good international players that surround them uh, from their own country or or so forth. So, if you are a, a pretty talented player that that has a passion for it at, at a young age, you're going to stick out a lot more than what you would in the U.S. So a lot of, a lot of would be Good players just kind of get lost in the system in the U.S., um, whereas overseas, if, if you're good, then you're gonna get you're gonna get bumped up to the state and national level very quickly.
2: Uh
1: mm-hmm. huh. Hey, Dip, I'm gonna have you share a devotion with us in a minute. I want to give you one piece of information today in the NFL. Uh, they were making their cuts to get down to 53 players, and here in Colorado. Denver Nuggets did something that I thought was very interesting where many years they've centered on straight athletic ability and not on what kind of person they were. Well, this year in their cut they have 10 ex-college captains that made it as rookies. So they're centering on leadership and quality of a person as opposed to just raw athletic ability. And it'll be curious to see how that goes, because last year, they weren't really good. And we'll see what that does as a team develops during the year. Yep. would you share with us how your faith has worked in your coaching and what you see there?
2: Yes, it, it, I always believe for myself personally, that, that God's given me an opportunity to be involved in sport and in the sport I've chosen is basketball. And so it's a God given gift to, to have played it now to be involved in coaching it and, and, and administrating it, uh, and teaching it, uh, and helping to develop it, to, to giving people inspiration. And our pastor at a church that we go to, I members help. um, it's, it's, it's is he doing a series on prayer for the last three weeks? He's been doing a series on prayer, and it talks about pray first. Pray first, no matter what you're doing. So before you go into that job interview, uh, before you send that email, before you you know get on that phone, pray first. And today's reading uh, in a devotional on my Bible app is from Romans twelve twelve, and it talks about uh, rejoicing in hope, patient. In tribulation continually steadfastly in prayer that to me that's the ultimate guide you cannot go through a dark tunnel without a light and and I believe that each step that we take that if we don't put Christ first in what we're doing then we're going to get misguided and off course it happens to all of us because we're human beings but having Christ first in our life, praying first will slow us down to, to create that you know yes, like the scripture said in Romans 12:12 12, 12, it, it gives that you know we, we rejoice with that hope that he gives us. but we're also patient in our tribulation because we're going to experience it without a doubt, but we continue steadfast because in prayer is when we receive the guidance that Christ has given us.
1: And I think it's important that we all pray for each other, with three guys, Chuck's a new situation. Dip is involved with a dynamic project. that will come out later. I'm involved with some health and end of career situations. So we need prayer. is very important in our life. Yeah. Uh, in my church today, they they talked about um, there's a guy in the Bible that drew a circle to get rain to come, and he stood in the middle of the circle and said, I'm not leaving till you allow rain to come. And he had us put in our circle, on our bulletin, things we're praying for. So this week, every day, we're going to pray for something, one thing in the middle of our circle.
2: Well, Chuck and Robert, glad to talk to you guys today.
0: Yes, thank you. It was good talking to, talk to you, both of you, too. Yeah, great talking with y'all. Yes.
1: If, why don't you give me your email address if anybody wants to email you
2: about this today. Okay, it's uh, dip at crusaders dot That's dip at crusaders Okay. Great, and I think
1: Chuck and I have given ours periodically, and I think today respond you for joining us today. We have another coach. that's going to talk next week. We're going to talk about the family, family and your family. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you
2: guys getting in touch with me. Thanks, Dave. Have a
1: great week, everybody, and talk to you later.
0: Thanks again for tuning in to the Basketball Connections podcast. Basketball Connections is an international organization that was founded by world-renowned coach Terry Layton. Basketball Connections is a way for coaches all across the world to connect and to stay connected. And these podcasts are a great way to listen to coaches in other parts of the world. So we hope that you subscribe and keep listening to the Basketball Connections podcast, and we're excited about the next episodes coming up. Thanks again for listening.